Okay, um, retcons. Uh, two quick retcons. First of all, the lab research and experimentation game. <clears throat> there was some... I hadn't decided how we were going to award points to our science officer yet. I've, uh, what I've settled on now is that we're going to do... He's going to get one mark for each subject that he researches. Because I know this last time he had two subjects to research. It won't always be that way. So he'll, he'll get a one mark for each subject. Um, and then he'll get a mark for each discovery. So, yeah, last time uh, you actually computed it and said it should be six points. So um, it's actually seven because I gave you another one for the second subject. But that is all reflected on your sheet already. Um, also down at the bottom, um, I went ahead and added your final score for the trivia contest. Mm. Okay. Oops, I forgot the timer. Go grab it for me. Now, for our winner... I've been trying to think of what to do for the winner or for the winning team or with the points, and um, we've been changing things around the house. I've been busy. I haven't given all of that a lot of thought. But what I thought we uh, could at least do is uh, award our story expert some special red traveler dice that uh, um, that uh, that way it's a little reminder that you're the, the ace who knows the story and uh, the details and everything. Okay. Anyway. Retcons. I talked about the marks. I'm also retconning. I had said that Poxo and Vril, you asked me where Vril was when you guys were approaching Stukimi. Um, and I said, you know what, I didn't think it's right apart for them, so they're down below. Uh, I'm retconning that they were on the bridge during the flight through the Stukimi system and landing on Smuggler's Notch. We'll come back to that. Um, all right, that covers game business. Let's. Move to, and yeah, this is my first time running the game with one note, and I think it should work three or four times better, um, but we will see. Okay, so first we need to start with the previously on. It's just under four minutes this time, unfortunately, but hopefully it'll be okay. Previously on Duo's Court. Minkle, Harcourt Lavin Minkle, Mink, when you're in a hurry. I had a, uh, a business meeting on Brindle where I acquired some, an, an item that somebody else is willing to pay a lot of money for. So I went to Brindle, I acquired it, got on my ship, went to go to Smuggler's Notch, and my jump drive failed. I have got to get this case to Smuggler's Notch in five days. And you guys can't make it in five days, so this is what I'm saying that I'm already late. 10,000 in your hand before we even leave, and then there'll be another 15 when I get my business transaction done on Smuggler's Notch. You can count it. That is my last 10,000 credits there. You guys are just going to go with me to this club called Happy Jacks. I'm going to do a business transaction. I'm going to be walking out of there with a lot of money, and then I'm going to give you your share. So, how many people there know you? Everybody. I practically grew up there. Me and my old man. Smuggler's Notch is like a home for me. I plan on staying a while. I'll have somebody pick my ship up later. I think that Bosk and Baranix should spend as much time with our guest as possible. I think we need to learn as much as we can well, about Smuggler's Notch. I think you could build a relationship with trust, you guys both, and get as much 
spend the whole week kind of, you know, asking questions throughout the week. So we could find out from him the layout, all the stuff we can buy, where we would need to buy it. What are the dangerous things? Are there things we need to be aware of? She's going to study um, mink for streetwise. And then, yes, there it is. There's the moon. Smuggler's Notch, he declares. It is small and dark, brown and hazy. You guys break out, Mo, and it's even more uninspiring. Uh, now, where you entered was well past the Terminator into daytime, so it should be mid-morning or so, but the ground below is dark, buried beneath a polluted sky. The light below is orange, but not a lively, bright, living orange. It's more like rust, dismal and shadowy, unreal. You are flying over what was obviously once a thriving metropolis, and now it's just miles and miles and miles of destruction. Among the buildings, and there are thousands of them, there are very many tall buildings, towering skyscrapers, or at least they were. A few are crumbling ruins. Some have crumbled all the way down, and there are small mountains of the rubbleless remains. Between the crumbled buildings and mountains of rubble, all of the level open space on the ground is filled with ships of every size and configuration. There are fighters, traders, scouts, military and civilian, gleaming as well as battered. You are searching for a spot to land the ship. And you find a spot um, at the edge of a small mountain, a mountain of rubble, okay? Um, and Mink says that you are two or three miles away from where you're headed at the hub of all of this. So he says, um, change your clothes, grab all the weapons you can carry, and let's kick rocks. It's time to go get rich. And we are going to leave it there for this time. Okay, so as seen in the video, Baronix, Bosk, and Hira all spent time with Mink during Jump Week. Okay. Now, going off of everything that Eric said, I think it is completely reasonable to say that Bosk and Baronix talked to Mink about what to expect in the outskirts and will therefore have a tactical advantage in the minigame that we're going to play, okay? Um, and we saw that Hira talked to Mink more about commerce... Uh, wait a minute. We're going to say that Mink, that Mink and Hira talked more about commerce and trade and even cultural stuff. That will come up in later sessions. I also said that Mink had a short sword. And I said it was a Machaira, and I originally envisioned what's called a Gladius. Um, but as I looked around for a pick of one, I decided that it is actually a Falcata. There it is. Um, just for reference, there is what a Falcata looks like. And it's not a fancy one. Um, and I'm going to say it's like 20 to 24 inches long, so it's a little short sword with one very sharp curved blade. Okay. Um, does anything, does anybody think we missed anything important in the recap? Nope. Alrighty. Did we already decide what we're taking with us? We'll come to that in a moment. I first have to ask the question, are we ready for story time? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I said I wanted to, before we cover what you're taking with us, but no, you didn't. 
Um, I want to cover this uh, fact that Poxo and Vril were on the bridge during the flight through the Stukimi system and landing on Smuggler's Notch. Vril was standing there next to Baronix at ship sensors as you guys were approaching. And he watches it all go by. The destroyed planets, the massacre of ships, the polluted moon. His face is stone and impossible to read. He thinks to himself, losers, criminals hiding out in a trash heap the size of a solar system. That's the kind of mysteries you encounter when wandering the stars. Do, do any of us ever turn out right anywhere, despite rules, law, morality, or just natural cause and effect? It always ends up the same no matter where you go. Is this and just more of this all there really is? Nothing more? The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything is what? Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you'll be just another blasted moon circling another slaughtered planet? And then Mink says, it's time to change your clothes, grab your weapons, let's kick rocks and go get rich. Vril says, I'll be in the lab. And he walks off the bridge and he looks glum and disappointed. But as I said, we're also retconning that Poxo was on the bridge too. And he's next to Hira, watching the screens at comms. And as he sees the destruction and chaos, and uh, by the way, there should be the bridge sounds. All right, anyway, Poxo is next to Hero watching the screens at comms. As he sees the destruction and chaos, he thinks to himself, Never did I imagine such horrors existed anywhere but my planet. So much suffering and loneliness. But my friends will help them, bringing them peace, transformation, and wise healing light. Eons from now, the dream pilgrims will exist like never before as we are aligned by the cosmic resonance cascade. As Bosk was looking for a place to land the ship, Poxo was looking down at the pulverized city below and thinking, Seekers, look within and beckon yourselves. We exist. We self-actualize. We are reborn. Although you may not realize it, you are nothing short of a redefining uprising of bioelectric quantum resonance. But for now, that place looks really dangerous. So I think I'm going to go have a nap. Poxo heads for the bunkhouse, just as Mink says, it's time to change your clothes, grab your weapons, let's kick rocks, and go get rich. So, Mink has just said, change your clothes, grab your weapons, let's uh, kick rocks and go get rich. Last chance to think of anything. Are you sure that you are ready mm -hmm. to open the ramp? And also, I want to take my wooden knife. You mentioned that. I okay. said you should, could yeah, probably you have, have it in your uh, the waistband of your pants or something. You got it on your list. Yeah. Okay. So uh, who's going to punch the button to open the door? I will. And you're doing it now. Yep. All right. There it goes. I use the remote to close it once we're out. That makes sense. The ramp is only open a few feet when several sensations punch you in the face all at once. The heat, the thick air, the smell. The heat is intense and humid. You immediately feel it on your arms and the back of your neck. <clears throat> and that feeling is made even stickier and heavier by how thick the air is. Humidity and smoke and 
just yucky, grimy. And the smells burn like the heat, smoke, decay, and a sharp and sharp stinging smells you can't identify, but they irritate your eyes and sinuses like ammonia or vinegar. And uh, the ramp is now fully lowered. Um, let's see here. Now, um, I just want to warn you guys, we got 10 minutes left. Um, it's, I got a couple of scenes to get through, and then we're going to go off on this game, okay? As you step out, the sky is smoggy and orange. The landscape is jagged, blackened, rotted. The ruins seen from above didn't prepare you for just how gigantic the rubble piles are when seen at eye level. Enormous hills, some as high as a six-story building, some even taller, and well over a hundred meters in diameter. From above, you also didn't anticipate just how much trash and junk is strewn everywhere. Paper, furniture, household appliances, rotted garbage, insulation, twisted and crumpled cars, everywhere. You have landed the ship on a side street right off of a wide main street that Mink referred to as the Fuse. So we have intersections, right? And this is one long street. We'll come back to this, but yes, your ship is parked on a side street. Um, and Mink refers to this long road as the Fuse. It's a straight, uh, a straight path that goes all the way to Smuggler's Notch proper, the actual town at the center. Mink uh, begins down the street, beckons you all, and says, Just stay close to me. This place ain't as bad as it used to be, but it's still full of surprises if you're not paying attention. So, I see that everybody has already claimed their orange dye. Everybody give them a roll. Three. Six. One. Three. Uh, ties will re-roll. You guys leave it as is. Five. Two. Okay, that works. So, what's the number that's missing? One, four. two... Oh. Three and four. Alright, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this up for the side that says three. Mm -hmm. That is Mink. Okay, now as I said, he's kind of leading you guys along and he's moving quick. What I need you guys to do is decide what formation you'll be following him in. Are you just going to casually walk along? Are you going to try to be single file to hide your numbers? Um, I want everybody now, remember, keep your number face up. Bardak is, I mean, Baronix is six. So everybody always keep that die facing up, and it's going to be you on the board. So where would you be in relation to Mank? Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. Okay. So, as you follow Mank along the first block, it all feels so surreal. The bizarre lighting probably has a lot to do with it. The orange sky making everything look like a shadowy, sepia horror movie, all browns and blacks. As you progress the first few blocks away from the large rubble hills you landed near, you see there are still many buildings standing, even a few very tall ones, uh, over ten floors even. Down, once you've made it down the road a ways, or no, I'm sorry, looking down the rows away, row away. 
looking down the road a ways, you see there's even an entire block that has a whole row of buildings along both sides of the street. Some appear to be at least four feet tall. I mean, I'm sorry, four floors tall. <laughs> After another few blocks, you come across large sections of wall that have fallen from the tall buildings above. You can't help but look up suspiciously as you walk in the shadow of the increasingly decrepit structures. And, of course, every window in every building you pass is shattered, even several floors up. There's graffiti on most of not only the walls of buildings, but also pretty much anywhere paint could be applied. The predictable obscenities, bizarre unilateral threats, declarations of dominance and supremacy, all in a variety of languages, representing, no doubt, the many diverse worlds whose starfaring fiends have walked these scorched grounds. At this point, you have walked seven or eight blocks, and still no sign of trouble, so you're thinking, maybe Ink, uh, maybe Mink overstated the risk. Now, this block that you've just entered has some mostly intact buildings. Um, we need not be specific as to which ones, but most of them are there. So, <clears throat> the sudden nearby gunshot sound echoes around and makes it difficult to locate. The voice that calls out to you is likewise difficult to locate, but it shouts, Just stop right there! Now, Mink quietly turns to you behind him and says, We're surrounded. Who knows how many? And they could be anywhere. You look around and, yeah, there's windows, holes in the walls, doorways, and the rooftops themselves. The voice shouts out, Drop all of your stuff and walk away. Mink says to you, okay, guys, get ready. I'm going to fly away. Hopefully they'll shoot at me. You guys dive for cover, and we'll take these guys out. Mink points his fist straight up in the air, and sure enough, he flies away, shooting straight up like a rocket. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't fly. You just barely saw it. In the blink of an eye, a grappling hook shot out of his sleeve, attached to a thin line. It moved unbelievably fast. He got yanked up before you'd think there was even time for the hook to have grabbed on anything. The net effect, though, is that, yeah, he flew away and he disappeared up onto the rooftop of, we'll say, like, uh, two there, one or two, somewhere there. He just shot up and disappeared. So should we move him over here? Um, sure, why not? Good idea. Um, and yes, just like he thought, they all open fire on him. Oh dear. And so there is now a volley of gunfire as that little dude just flies into the sky. An eruption of gunfire, every shot echoing multiple times between the buildings. You have no idea where it's coming from. You have no idea where the shooters are, just that there are more than one of them. And so far as you can tell, they're all along the street. Um, now, you guys are going to do as he said and dive for cover, I assume, because there's all these bullets flying around. So here's how cover works. First of all, there is an open doorway on building number four. Okay. Anybody got that? Mm -hmm. There's an open doorway there. You could go diving for it. 
There are stripped remains of a car at C2-ish. Two. No, 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 building two. Yeah, and if we do that, it's going to roll around. Here, you want to make it more realistic, you can put two of them side by side. Okay, so there's the stripped remains of a car. There is a large pile of debris at G8, and there's eight over there, somebody. Uh, one to the left, yeah, G8. Um, and there is a large appliance. It's like a big freezer or something at F11, and I have plus marked, so right about there. And you know what? I'll be nice. I will give you one more. We will say that there is a giant thousand times scale replica of a chess pawn right there. Okay? <laughs> like a huge statue of a chess pawn. You know what? We'll put it right there. Okay. So there's all this stuff. Um, now, as I said, the only one that's going to be harder to remember is the open doorway at building four. Okay. Huh? Can you put something? Okay. Um, sure, that'll work. Alright, now what I'm going to do, for the sake of sanity, is stop the gunshots. But yes, there are gunshots flying everywhere as you go, I'll go looking for cover. Now here's how cover is going to work. You are going to move your die to some side of that pond there. You don't know where the bullets are coming from, so you don't know exactly where to take cover at. I'll say you have a range of three squares, okay? Mm -hmm. Range of three. I'm going to go here, actually. I'll go here. Okay. It's kind of... Uh-huh, yeah. Double. Stay there. Yeah. We can help each other out. And I'm gonna go up here. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. So we will say that uh, the a moment after you dove, that all of you dove for cover, the gunfire stopped. Okay. Um, and for that matter, um, where Mink disappeared to, a body falls from the roof of building two. We'll say he landed, he landed about here. Good thing I brought a laser pointer so I wouldn't have to get up. <clears throat> a non-mink body? A non-mink body falls. <laughs> um, and he is wearing a tactical vest with a submachine gun attached to it. Now, this is the tactical vest that they wear in one of our favorite shows, Stargate Atlantis. Now, Note, we are not talking a bulletproof vest. We're talking a vest with a bunch of pockets. Uh, I just bit my tongue. A bunch of pockets, but also see how the submachine gun clips onto his vest. Mm -hmm. There is a clip so that he can have his hands free and his submachine gun just hangs there. Now, when they do it on the show, they use it while it's attached to him. Look over here a sec, Bosk. It's clipped to them, and they swing it up, and they use it, and then can let go, and it just drops back down like that. Now, none of your guns have those clips, but the submachine gun that's clipped onto it obviously has the clip. Okay, so this guy is wearing a tactical vest with a submachine gun attached to it. Now, 
Um, yes, there's a body hanging over there, and Eric, would you put this wherever it was I pointed? Yeah, that'll work. Um, yeah, I guess you could tip him over as long as he doesn't roll away. But yes, there is a fallen soldier, a <laughs> fallen dude, okay? As big as the car. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? <clears throat> um, and by the way, um, I should have written this earlier in my notes. It was actually building one that Mink disappeared up onto and that the body fell from. So you're, yeah. Um, okay, the, the shooting has stopped momentarily. That guy falls. Everybody kind of gasps. Um, what do you want to do now? I will give you a first turn before anybody does anything. Well, I'm gonna pull a pistol out. Where are you? Okay. And uh, I guess what I'll do is if my back is against this, I'll try to assess threats. This is kind of protecting me over here. Okay. From some of this, but maybe look around. Um, you don't see anything obvious immediately, but it, you do have a good spot. And since I know where the shooters actually are, yes, you're in a very good spot. I will okay. have a hard time hitting you. Okay. What about me? So. It's not your turn yet. I guess <laughs> that's it. Okay. I just want to. Hunker down. Hunker and down. Be ready. Be ready. Yeah. What's everybody else doing? I'm gonna probably, I'm probably gonna have my rifle out, kind of pointing out this way, because this is my, from here is my weakest area. Uh, I'm gonna go shoot right here and hope to. Like at building four and five. All right. Now, as I said, you and Bosk are going to have a tactical advantage. So. Um, I don't think, well, we've kind of done this before. In Traveler, there is what is called a boon, which means you get an extra die and choose your two best ones, okay? So, Vlad and Wesley both get to use a boon. So, you are shooting, you said, like, buildings four and five? Uh All right. Give me a 2d6, in your case, 3d6, because you got a boon. What do you want to add to it? Uh, I got weapons. Okay, which is a plus two. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Now throw out the lowest one. Okay, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve. Okay, and you're shooting at four, five, huh? Uh-huh. I am going to say, how many shots did you fire? Uh, once. Once? I'm going to say nothing happened, so you now have 44 bullets. Bosk, you said you wanted to do some shooting. Okay, I'm going to fire two different shots at two different broken windows. At two different what? Different broken windows. Okay, (laughs) on building nine? Yeah. All right. Um, Go ahead, and now what are you adding to your roll? Can I only do one? Uh, one skill and one attribute, but I don't think any attributes will apply here, so one skill. I'll do combat. Okay. So roll your three dice and toss out the lowest one. That would be the one. Toss the one. Mm-hmm. So four plus two is six plus what? One. For your combat? Yeah, so seven. Seven. Let's see here. 
Yeah, and at building nine, huh? Um, do you remember what it is you're hiding behind there? G? A, jo- a pile of junk. Okay. So, how would that play out? You'd probably, you'd be back behind it, and then you're using a rifle. Yeah. So, I guess you're kind of hid behind it, and then you turn around, pop, pop, like that. Okay. You missed. I mean, you didn't hit anything, so go ahead and subtract two bullets for your rifle. So, I have, so that's going to be... 58, I assume. Yeah. However... After you fired, you thought you saw something move in building 10. Um, but you're not sure because it was after, your, after you fired. So it could have been like a bullet ricocheted in there or something. But now you're a little suspicious but about... I, so can, like, was, like, how big was it that I think that moved? You don't know. You, you looked at 9, you fired, and something caught your eye. But when you look, you don't see anything. What does building, building 10 look like? Yeah, what does it look like? Roll a 1d6. Six. Ooh, it's tall. It is a six-floor building. Um, and yes, you thought you saw something move in a window on the second floor. Okay? okay. Everybody help me keep this straight now. Okay. Um, so who else is going to act? So can I use my... Intelligence slash investigation to assess where I think people might be. Sure, sure. Um, give me, give me an intelligence an, an intelligence check. Yes. Two d six. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, with my modifier, it's eleven. Oh, okay. You use some of that brain power of yours. And say that what you heard, it would only make sense that the, uh, the, when, when all the gunfire started going on, seems to you a logical conclusion that at least some of the sounds were originating from this end of the street, more on that side, like in the five and six area. Okay? That's just your assessment of the sounds that you heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can, I, can I have another play? Not yet. Um, anybody else have any thoughts? Uh, who's left? Just you? Is there something you'd like to do? Um, kind of quickly assess building two and three to see if there's any movement. Okay. So, you're taking a few moments, you're observing at two and three, you don't see any movement or anything. Um, which one are you? They're next to Bart. Oh, okay. So, what, what do you mean by assess? What are you doing? Looking in windows or whatever. So, like, these, this kind of a thing? And looking at both of the buildings, seeing if there's anything in there. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, you do not observe anything. You don't observe any movement. You don't hear anybody moving around, nothing like that. Okay, then I want to move kind of back here. Like right there. Actually, we're limited to two now. I gave you the three. Oh. But yeah, that'll work.
Um, so, let's see. I think it would make sense that a gunshot would ring out. Where is that? There it is. Ah, yeah. And when that sound goes off, Musk, give me your um, oh, no. 2d6 with your boon. That's the three dice. And you can add combat to that. Okay? Yeah. Ditch the lowest one. So that's a 10. 11. Ooh, 11. All right. So there went the gunshot. It pulled your attention to where the sound came from, but you didn't see anything. But the sound definitely came from right around, right around building 10. Um, but oh. you were not hit. Can I do something now? Um, let's see. Not, not necessarily yet. Let me look. So why don't we see what Bardak would like to do first. So there's two things that we think we know. We, we think there's somebody here. And there's definitely someone and here. somebody there. And also Mink is somewhere in this area. So... So the thing that we could do... I feel like we need to take out the shooters. So what we could potentially do is I could... Maybe Bosk could shoot at 10... I could shoot in the direction of five and six, and Baronix could move two to get up to the building face, and he could start going into the buildings and going after people. Um, Is that a bad plan? Sounds like a suicide attack. I think Baronix yeah. could take out who's ever in these buildings. What about Hiram? Well, we don't think anybody's around here. <laughs> I mean, Hiram could shoot also at 10. Mm. It's a long shot. But, but she wouldn't be able to shoot really at five. Or I can six. take care of ten by myself. So what you could even do is you could move here and shoot at ten. Here could shoot at ten. I'll shoot at five or six, or maybe five in the five and six. And Veronix could move, could move here, and could he even enter into building five? Mm, okay, fine. He can move. There is an open doorway on building five. I will say that building six um, is blocked. There is not a doorway that you could get in. I think we should try it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to... Then I'll fire at building five. You'll fire at building five. Mm -hmm. Do I have a shot at building six? From where I am. You're aware? That I'm one? I'll, I'll say that you've got a shot at building six. Okay. The timer's about to pop, but we're going to finish this turn right. first. I'll, I'll fire one shot at building five, one shot at building six. Okay. Um, so we can kind of... I think we should do this all at the same time, even if we're rolling. Yep, 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 yep. Um, what are you going to apply to this? I guess, yeah, um, I don't know that intelligence would necessarily come into play this time. Yeah. So, yeah, combat. Oops, almost dropped my dice. Ooh. Okay, ten. Okay, and you fired at building five and six. You know what? Um, you heard 
A sudden hollered profanity come from building six when you fired into it. So is that a hit? Was that a near miss? You just hear somebody yell something um, that um, you would ask, is that the mouth you kiss your mother with? Okay. <laughs> so uh, we do at least seem to have confirmation that there's a person over there. But we can't get into the building. Not into six. Not into six. I mean, well, there's not a doorway. So that's probably can't make it into the, into the building. So then... Is that a call for explosives? Well, you won't be able to make it over there in time anyway. Yeah. Only being able to move two spaces. So, so there's 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 the first person's turn. Who's up next? Oh uh, wait, who else is taking care of five and six? Baronix. So Baronix, why don't you do your thing? You could also take. Well, you should run while I shoot. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's the safest move, I think. Okay, so he's heading for that door, but you know you have not made it in yet. So, you made it to there. Are you going to shoot or anything? Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, I'll shoot with my rifle. Okay. Two times. So just two bullets, bam, bam. Uh Uh-huh. Remember, you guys got burst mode. Because you could do a... Like that. It's up to you. I'll I'll use... Burst mode. And do you want to fire burst mode twice? Yeah. Okay, so we could say that he goes running toward five and six, like that, as he's trying to make it into the doorway at five. So um, that's six bullets. Um, So that's 44 minus six would be um, 38. You have 38 bullets remaining. Did you subtract your bullets, Eric? Yeah. 30. Um, you heard no sound or anything come from them. Certainly nobody dropped dead out of a window. See, there's another complication. I mean, if that profanity was you killing the guy and he slumped on the floor, you won't even know that he's dead until he doesn't shoot at you for a full five minutes. So, mm-hmm. all right, Bosk and Hira. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, so the window that I saw someone move, you know, on the second floor, I'm going to put my gun on burst mode, shoot at that window, and then move here. Okay. Okay. Roll Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and roll. And you you said you're firing at 10. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, two, six, 13. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's what happened. Bam. Um, you said you were going to fire then run, right? Yes. So you're not in motion. Okay. So here's what happened. Um, and you said two burst shots? Oh, one burst shot. One burst shot. Okay. As you came up from behind the rubble to make that shot, that was the exact moment that the guy thought he was going to pop up and make another shot. You unload those three bullets, and this guy who's got this long sniper rifle that he had just gone out to point at you, and he lands back on the ground. And he's up there in that building on what floor? Second second floor. floor. Second floor. So... There is a dude dead. If you want to lay a uh, defeated chess piece in ten, that's fine. I'll take that. So, I wonder how many people are still left. But uh, it's now time for Hira. So, would it do any good to uh, 
creep over to this guy to see if he's still alive. Sure. Uh, that's totally up to you. Okay. You should point your gun at him. Yeah, I've got my gun out, and I'm gonna move over closer onto and pull on his leg and try to drag him over behind the car. <laughs> and try to drag him over behind the car. Okay. Um, give me a strength check. Succeed or fail. Ten plus your strength. I've got zero. Okay. All right. Um, yes, you successfully managed to drag him behind the car. So, Eric, if you would, uh, yeah, do a little scooch in there. <laughs> Although I guess that's kind of two moves in one. I'll allow it because it's creative. So, I like it. So. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm sure that's good enough. That's a big guy. Um, okay, so everybody got a turn, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna have to we're we're gonna take that bio break there because we're already at like forty minutes, and we will go ahead and get the uh, snacks and drinks. So yes, um, I ordered some coffee syrups off of Amazon. I've done it multiple times. Um, I got the pure cane sugar because I guess at this point I'm too lazy to make my own sugar syrup anymore. And um, when I got it, it was a four of the liter bottles. And it said coconut on the box. And I'm like, no, this can't be coconut. They wouldn't screw up that bad. It was coconut. So I'm like, what are we going to do with four liters of coconut syrup? And then as I was trying to think about what we would do for snacks and drinks, I was like, oh, ocean waters. When I was a kid, we used to go to these places that sold like vanilla Cokes and cherry Cokes before you could buy it in a bottle. Um, and they also made ocean waters, and it was Sprite. We're using the 7-Up with coconut syrup in it. Everybody give it a try. Oh, that takes me back. During the heat of the summertime, me and my little brother used to drink a couple of these every day down at the Heidi Ho in Alamogordo, or at the Sonic, or at the place at the mall. They're always best with crushed ice, but, um... Yes, so this is a piece of my summertime childhood. And anyway, oh well, and of course the Puff Cheetos is always a favorite around here. So, where were we? Oh yes, she dragged dude behind the car there. And, um... Now it's the bad guy's turn. It is now a bad guy's turn. Um, you know what? I'm not going to make a habit of this, but I just had an idea. <clears throat> that third floor window on building six, guess who suddenly jumps out of it? Uh, Mink. Mink jumps out of that window on six, lands right here to everybody's surprise. And says, all right, that takes care of them. And he informs you that, yes, there was somebody in Building 6, and he took care of him. <laughs> okay? Wait, so, so everyone's dead? Um, yeah, let's call it here. I really want to get us on to the actual meat of this game. So let's shortcut a few things. Let's say that Mink points his fist up at that window, jumps up there, and, and tosses you out. You're right down there! And he tosses you out the sniper rifle. Okay, let's look at this sniper rifle. 
Because I think uh, what's coming up next, if we get through that, we can get to the actual game, the full-blown game, and you guys are going to appreciate it. There's the sniper rifle I need to share. There's what your sniper rifle looks like. And it has um, five rounds in the magazine. By the way, that's a silencer on the end of it. Nice. You should take that. So it's got a scope, it's got a silencer, and it has five rounds. But he said that that was it. There was no more bullets. So you should write that down. Okay. Yeah, sniper rifle. Take, five you bullets. take the other stuff. Well, let's let's one step at a time here. So you now have a sniper rifle with five rounds in it. Now, yes, there is that dude laying over there. And yes, he has a tactical vest with all the pockets and the submachine gun that's attached to it. Um, I figured you guys would want to take a moment and decide who should get what. I'll take the sniper. Unless, um, I'm going to take the sniper. Okay, so you'd rather have the vest with the machine gun. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right, we'll do it that way, at least for now. So... Yes, um, let's, you already got a look at the, at the vest here. This is the boarding style submachine gun. Okay. Now there is information about it. Um, and most of it we are going to say is true. Oh. There's a grenade launcher. What? Oh, grenade. Oh, yeah, I see that. Now I, I want the grenade launcher, but I also want the sniper. Mm. I think, at least, it was like a keeper for now, and then maybe after all the fighting is done and everything. Okay. We should, like, maybe we should, like, see who want, who gets what. And so what about the guy who was in six? What gun does he have? Um, um, it, mm, you asked Mink about it. And Mink said, the guy got away and he let him. He said he's a coward and he ran. So I let him go. Hmm. Yep, hope hmm. he doesn't come back looking for you. All right, so you have a sniper rifle. It has five rounds. By the way, it looks like it could only hold six or seven rounds. Okay? Now, the boarding machine gun, um, it had a couple of clip options. What I'm saying is it has the top box magazine. Now, if everybody looks at the picture... You can see in the picture on the left that there's actually a long, slim box on top of it. That holds the rounds, okay? And there are 19 bullets in the submachine gun. And there are no grenades with it. Mm. But it all, remember, the description also said that it can't hold multiple grenades. You load a grenade in and fire it. Mm -hmm. But no, there are no grenades in it. But it does have the clip to uh, attach to the tactical vest. Uh, when the battle is over, Mink will say, you got to get away from me here. The sounds will draw others. Um, this would be a great place to bio-break, but we did already. Um, blah, blah, blah. So we move on. We move on. Everybody hand me the chess pieces. And um, figure out again where your where you all are, what your configuration is. Eric, if you would please put Mink back where he originally started. 
Okay, I think we should change our formation now, okay. based on the weapons. Okay, so we got everything figured out? Mm-hmm. All right. So Link, uh, Link leads the way. Mink leads the way. Um, and you all keep moving. And as you are nearing an intersection, from both sides, two guys suddenly jump out from around the corner, pointing zip guns at you. They're all wearing masks. Well, brown cloth bags with the eye holes cut out, with eyes cut out. Mink pulls that sword I showed you the picture of, and he's like, all right, just take it easy, guys. And one guy says, wait, Mink? Me. And Mink looks and says, ah, Koro? The guy lifts his mask. Mink, how long has it been? Mink walks over to Koro and his partner, the guy that's standing next to him at the intersection there. We're talking the one over by building one. Mm-hmm. Mink walks over to Koro and the guy that's with him. Mink and Koro put a hand on each other's shoulder in greeting. Mink says, what are you doing with these guys? And Koro says to him, things are changing, Mink. The guys, the gangs have been fighting over the fuse. It ain't safe to be a solo no more. And uh, Mink, I don't know exactly how to say this. There's a price on your head. Happy Jack says you frowned him over bad. And Mink says, I know, that's why I've been away. But what I got in this case will, squ- will square me with him. And more, Cack, he'll owe me. And Koro says to him, uh, yeah, about that, Mink. I-, I know we're friends and all. But business is business. And he points the handmade weapon at Mink. They're all free to go, but you uh, you need to come <coughs> with us, Mink. A flash, a blur, flick, slice, swish. Koro's gun hits the ground, followed by a stream of blood from his hand that was holding the gun. <coughs> he looks up at Mink, and blood pours from the tip of his nose. Apparently, on the last slice that Mink did, he cut straight across the ball of the nose like that, and it looks like Pac-Man with his mouth open. And blood is just pouring from the tip of his nose, and Koro's mouth is hanging open. When the blood pours, his eyes open wide, his hands go over his nose, and goes running away, that away, uh, with his hands on his nose and making a screaming, crying sound. He just goes running and screaming down his side street. The guy who is next to him takes one look at what Mink just did and also goes running. And Mink calls after him, And don't think I've forgotten that you owe me money, Coro! Now Mink still has the case in his right hand, the briefcase that he's been carrying. This was not at all an exertion for him. Now he looks over at the guys over by building seven with his sword and says, All right, who's next? Yeah, they don't run. They look at each other, then they look at Mink, and one raises his gun to Mink. Mink drops the case from his right hand and sets into motion again, sprinting right at the guy with the gun pointed at him. He hits top speed within a very few steps, and then he slides at the guy like a baseball player sliding into home. This all catches the gunman by surprise, and he hesitates a half moment, which is way too long to hesitate when you're fighting Mink. The gun goes off just as Mink's boots collide at high speed with the shins and ankles of the gunman. The man screams and collapses. 
Mink doesn't stop when he collides with him. It's more like a twist. His sword is reversed in his hand, so he makes a move like throwing a punch, and blood appears on the guy's throat, where Mink's blade just sliced through. He then spins around, coming to a stop in a three-point stance, sword still, oops, in his left hand. Surely no more than three seconds have passed since this began. He's just that quick and agile. As he begins to rise, the other guy tries to attack him from behind. Mink stomps his right foot. With a snip, a knife jumps straight up out of his boot, which he deftly plucks out of midair with his right hand. And with one smooth motion, he catches the knife and throws it back over his right shoulder. It hits the would-be attacker square in the chest, and he falls over backwards with a hoof. Mink still hasn't even uh, left the three-point stance he landed in. But now he stands. He turns and bends down and pulls the knife out of the dead man's chest, wipes it on his pants, and pushes it back down into his right boot. He looks at all of you and says, Now that's how it's meant to be, my friends. A man faces his enemy and lets the better man win. The gun is the weapon of cowards. Bang. The second guy, who he just pulled the knife out of, wasn't dead after all. And he used his last breath to pull the trigger. Mink looks down at the large hole in his chest, and his head keeps moving, and his shoulders follow and he collapses on the ground. I, I'm, I'm gonna go over there to the second dude and just blast him. Okay, take a bullet off. You don't have to roll for it. Um, but yeah, that dude is now missing his face and the entire back of his head. I think uh, I'm gonna go and pick up the briefcase. Okay. I don't know if you wanna provide any medical, see if there's any medical assistance that can be rendered. I can look at him, but he's got, he's got a big bullet hole in his chest. I doubt there's much I can do for him. I wouldn't call it a bullet hole. It's more like the size of a fist. Um, you can see easily that his heart is no longer pumping. Uh-huh. So so there's the end of Mink. Well, then we should probably take his sword and his knife. Yeah. And his grappling hook. Okay, one thing at a time. You said you wanted to take the, you were going to take the briefcase? Mm -hmm. You personally? Me personally. All right. This is the briefcase. Bardak is carrying the briefcase. Okay? Keep that in the center of the table, would you? So we always remember that Bardak has the case. Um, Now, what do you want to loot next? I want to take the grappling hook. Okay, the grappling hook. That's a good compliment to the sniper rifle. Because mm. you could oh. go up to the top of a building and then mm-hmm. just shoot. Okay. But you only have five bullets. Or just like swing and fire my rifle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the grappling hook. It is a thick, heavy fabric gauntlet. Okay, wraps around the arm. Oh. Um, it takes you some time to figure out. I guess it's on top. How to undo, they're like little ratcheting straps, okay? So you can get it really tight, you know? So you figure out how to undo the releases so you can get the gauntlet off, okay? Um, now, on the underside of this gauntlet is a large pocket that holds all of that cord, okay? 
Um, and there's kind of, I, I meant to get a picture, but I forgot. It's like an arrow head that oh. shoots out of it. Okay. It's got, we'll say three, it's like, they're like legs or fins or knife blades that come off the back of it. Okay. So it can pierce into a wall, but it could also hook onto like the edge of a ledge. Okay. So that, um, you find locked into a little socket in the, in the, uh, I'm going to, we're going to call it a brace. Okay. This thing is called a brace, like Kai on Lex. Okay. So we got a pointy arrow thing. The cord goes into this large bag underneath the gauntlet. The gauntlet attaches with these ratchets. You managed to get it off. I assume you like to put it on. Okay. So on your, are you going to use your right or your left arm? My left arm. Okay. So I will give it to you that you figure out how to do the ratcheting thing to get it on there nice and tight. Okay. So just go ahead and put, for now, put Minx Brace um, on left arm. All right. What else you guys taking? His sword and knife. One at a time. Okay. The sword, is. it has a scabbard. It has a belt. Um, who is taking the sword? Do you want the sword? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. So just uh, write down short sword. Um, that'll be fine. Now, as far as the knife, the knife that's in his boot. I think you should take it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, however, um, it's inside of his boot. So... So first you would want to take his boot off. And when you <laughs> take the boot off, you find that there is a metal cuff around his ankle. Um, this metal cuff appears to be welded on. Like, this cuff don't ever come off. And yes, there is a slot with the knife in it. But no matter how hard you pull, you can't seem to get it out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Is there something in the boot that we can... So you'll want to examine the boot then? Yeah, you I'll... can take an investigation mark, but you don't got to roll. Okay. Um, because you thought of it. Um, uh, there is nothing <laughs> in the boot. It is just a leather boot. Just a leather boot. What if uh, pointing him kind of away from us so we don't shoot the knife out at us can... If I, like poke on different parts of his foot, or... <laughs> what if we use the sword and chop his foot off? <laughs> okay. And slide the band off. All right. Um, now, remember, he That's did say... gruesome. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. And this is something that you all want to take the time with when Ming said you guys need to get out of here quick. Um, let's just run. Yeah, I'm not. Just take the picture. What should I do with Meek? Hand him over. Okay, I think it's... Uh, I'm fine leaving. A knife doesn't seem worth risking anything yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, now let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Mink is dead. Does that surprise anyone? I was hoping to catch everybody by surprise. Uh, you guys are now going to have to face the fuse by yourselves. Oh. 
Can we, is, did he have anything on his body that would allow us to take a ship? Like keys nope. to the ship? Yeah, strangely enough, he had nothing in his pockets. <laughs> this guy clearly travels light, I guess. Okay. So, but yeah, his ship is floating out there near Brindle. So, mm-hmm. now I about. figured somebody would make a note about that. Hmm. Well, the ship is going to be there. So, should we just keep on going? Run, maybe? I hope you keep on going. Working for days on this. (laughs) Um, I I think Brannock should take the lead with his... Mm. With his uh, sweeper. He's got the sweeper and the sword. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The boarding submachine gun, that's what it's called. Okay, well, we're actually 15 seconds from the pop, and... uh, um, and then, oh, I need the charger for my ground block. Oh, for crying out loud. And then, yeah, it looks like we're only going to get in one or two segments of the actual minigame. Um, so uh, there's a bio break there, and yeah, we've already got our next session planned, that's for sure. Okay, so yes, just like with Jax training you how the ship works, Mink was only around long enough to... So we could learn how this game works, and now he's out of the way, and you guys are going to have to fend for yourselves, and hopefully protect that case, because whatever is inside of it is extremely valuable, the way Mink makes it sound. Maybe Can we should I, look inside what's, what's inside. I don't know. I feel like we should, well, we maybe wait, want wait. to know what it is. So that we can sell it to Happy Jack. We don't want to just hand over a briefcase. Do we know who Mink was going to sell it to? Was he going to sell it to Happy Jack? Or somebody else? Probably, because he he said um, that Happy Jack would owe him money. Okay. I think we should... How about we go into one of these buildings and open it? Okay. Maybe we can have Bronix or Boss guard at the door. I think we should go and then open it someplace else. Because um, Ming did say to get out of here, so. Okay. Poor people will draw Okay, that's fair. We could look for an, another safe spot to open it. Okay. So, we already covered most of the basics. Um, what we are now going to add is. Each one of these blocks is going to be a goal to achieve, a journey to make, a destination to arrive at, making it from one end of the block to the other end of the block. You guys have uh, already chosen your tactical formation? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know, is that fine with everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. How close are you, Tara, to combat? Five marks. Oh my, okay. <laughs> now apparently I messed up already. The boon, the extra die that you get to roll, is not for combat. That was my mistake. I'm sorry. You are still going to have this extra die. But what's going to happen is every time you guys get to the next block, everybody is going to roll a 2d6. Okay? I am going to oppose everyone's roll. And all I have to do is beat one of you. If one of you gets beat, I have a table that I'm going to roll on. Like for the trivia questions, I'm going to roll on my D66 table. Um, Some of the events are interactive. Some of them are full-blown battles. 
Some of them are just things that you will see or hear. Um, and it is a 50-50 list. Now, whoever is the weakest link, whoever is the lowest roll, you may suffer increased risk, harm, or other penalties in whatever happens next. Okay? That makes some kind of sense to everybody? Yep. Now, again, the reason you are uh, getting the boon as you walk through a block is because Mink told you guys about things to expect. He told you about the gangs that have laid claim to certain areas of the city, especially where there's resources. They guard it. They use it for trade, etc. He would have told you about the scabs, the scavengers, where you've got like a whole group of people. Um, they, hunt from st they hunt for stuff from a base that isn't permanent for long, maybe a family or two or three, um, and usually not a big group bigger than ten. So there are these roaming scavenger groups, and then there's the solos, scavengers that don't travel with a pack or a tribe. And sometimes there'll actually be a pair of them, so solo is a bit of a misnomer. Anyway, what's going to happen here? Let's um, say that this is the first block you're walking down without mink. Let's find out if something happens on this block. Everybody roll a 2d6. You add a skill or an attribute. Um, for engineering and intelligence? <laughs> um, not engineering, but yes, I expected you to use intelligence. Okay. Bosk, what do you think would apply? You're going to, look, you're like walking down the street. You could apply intelligence. Do you have an intelligence modifier? I don't know. Could I, could I use, like, combat or, like, explosives? Nope, nope, nope. So... <laughs> Baby doll? Oh, you would add streetwise. Streetwise and intelligence. Sure, yes, you can add streetwise and intelligence. Baronix, looks like, um, looks like you're rolling bear 2d6. Vlad, did you come up with anything? Um, strength, endurance, dexterity, astrogation, pilot weapons. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. Okay. None of that is going to help you, I'm afraid. <laughs> so you get to apply the streetwise, you get to apply the intelligence, but both of you get to roll an extra dice. And everybody roll. Okay. Yep. Oh get to the low one. Uh, five. Five. Seven. Seven is the weakest link? Yeah, five is the weakest link. Five is the weakest link. All right. <clears throat> um, sound them off again. Five, seven, seven eight, eight, and eleven. <clears throat> All right. So now I roll my 1d6 and we find out what happens next. Fifty-one. From above you comes a barrage, a barrage of objects coming from the rooftops above you. It's not easy to identify the objects as they're falling toward you because there's so many all at once, but what's left after they hit the ground includes rocks, glass jars, small appliances, electronic devices, and more disturbingly, various liquids of unknown uh, uh, composition. And the stuff just keeps falling as the voices above you are shouting a bunch of things in a language none of you understand and laughing at you hysterically, which is, of course, a universal language. You are being pelted, and so far, none of you have taken damage. Uh, by the way, half, about half of the buildings are intact, and they're all pretty tall. Should we just run for it? 
Wait, I can sh I can show them how who I would be fine just running for it. Yeah. Wait, on where are the objects coming from? From above you. Yeah, like from which? Like every. Um. Can we look and see people looking at us? Um. Everybody, roll a two d six. Uh, you said building five, ten, put yours on building ten. Four. Eleven. Oh, so that works out. So yes, right where you are is, uh, there being, all that stuff is being thrown down from those buildings right around you. There may be more when you go further. But uh, what were you saying would be a good idea, Bardak? I'd be fine running for it. <laughs> or we could... I Wait, is it from like the very top of the building? Yes. <laughs> you want to go up there with your <laughs> grappling hook? Can we see the people? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just they're mocking you, there. laughing at you. Remember the scene in uh, My Python and the Holy Grail when they're <laughs> dumping all the stuff over the sides on them? Yeah. I think we should just run for it. They're not hurting us. I mean, yeah. you know that you can do whatever you want. You yeah. can say, yeah, Bardak hauls ass and goes running out of here. You guys do what you want. It's not like you guys all have to agree on everything. Okay, I'm going to run for it. Move your piece. Oh, I'll, I'll let you have three. I'm going to use my grappling hook and get on building 12. Okay. On, top of, on the very top of it. What do you do to activate the grappling hook? Uh, was that mentioned in any of it? Uh-oh. So you've got this great grappling hook, but you don't know how it works, huh? Is there, like, any button or anything? No. Like, could I try, like, going like this? Maybe I like, just bending your wrist like this, yeah. and nothing happens. What did Mink do? He just, oh, I'm going to lift up my, um, he, like, lifted it up straight. He lifted Show me how fist. you do it. Like this? Nothing happens. Maybe it's the Mink. Spell. Better hurry, you guys are getting pelted. Pretty soon I'm going to add damage. Boss thinks he's going to be the hero, tries to take off, nothing happens. <laughs> Bardak is gun running. Gun you're no, going to shoot your gun up at him. Uh, all right, no, your pistol. Uh, all right, give me a roll. Actually, both of them. Both your pistols at once. Blah, 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 up toward where? You know what? Like this? I'm going to do this. All right, it's mom's turn first. Okay. You're pointing where? Tell me building numbers. Toward uh, ten. Nine. Oh, that's ten. No, ten. Ten and eleven. Ten and eleven. So you are going to stand and shoot toward ten and eleven. All right. Eleven. Adding anything to that? Nothing to add? Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, the guns go off just fine. How many bullets do you fire? Are we talking blam, 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 blam or something? Like four. Like four bullets, all right. Remove four bullets. 
Um, yeah, they uh, go ducking down and then pop back up again and laugh and dump a bucket of something toward you. <laughs> um, who else wanted to do something? I'm I'm going to... No, you're standing there trying to figure out how to make well, your thing work. Well, since that work, I ran after I... Okay. Shot. All right. Bronix, what are you doing? You're number one. Oh. Oops. I'm going to, like... Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm letting you have three. Okay. I'm going to, like, run. Uh-huh. And, like, wildly... Waste some more bullets? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many bullets <laughs> do you want to fire in which way? Probably... Three, uh, this one. The Three toward ten. Uh-huh. And which guy are you? Two? Oh, oh, six. six. Um, all right, give me a roll with, I guess, weapons. Mm-hmm. Three, five, six, seven. Yeah, as soon as you start pointing your gun, they duck down again. You go blame, but how many bullets? I think three. Okay, yeah. you go blam, 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 and they got plenty of time to duck down, and then they jump up and laugh, and they throw what appears to be a dead rabbit at you. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so how many, uh, so are you, oh, you're still standing there. Okay, so in this flash of a second, these two start running, she starts shooting, you're standing there going, does this stupid thing work? And, um, you, um, took your shots. Um, what's everybody going to do now? Am I, am I out of range? Uh, no, you should keep running if you want to be out of range. Okay, yeah, I'm going to run and fire a single shot at this. Okay, alright. Now, when you start running that way, um, I'm going to run out of pawns here. Um, so we'll just do one. A couple of guys pop up on building two and start throwing stuff over at you. You think I'm not that sure this at building two? It's too late now. Too late. So now. You're running and you're shooting that way, just as a whole bunch of some kind of. Well, you don't know what it is, but it's gray and it smells bad, and it's <laughs> you've only got a little bit on you, okay? But as you fired toward, you said four. Okay. Yes, four. Four. All right. Okay, so that's uh, six. You don't say. Okay, so, um, yeah, no damage. Um, except for the smelly stuff that you got a little bit of on you. Who's, who else is doing what? So, how tall are these buildings? Various heights, but pretty tall. I will say at least four floors each. Are they, like, are they sturdy and stable? Probably not. Nothing here is sturdy and stable. Okay, I'm going to take a... S- Don't waste it on people who are throwing garbage at us. Okay, I'm just going to run. Good idea. So, yes, three spaces. Oh, can I move three spaces a second time? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, who else wants to do something? I'm going to keep on running. Okay. Can I run again? You're going to fire a shot? We will just say everybody has run. You have escaped that one. Reset the board. Give me the pawns back. Yes, that's all you were supposed to do on that one, which run away, run away. To invoke another, yeah, to invoke another uh, Monty Python. Am I missing I don't know how she could run. She's running a skirt and sandals. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. Maybe we should have taken Mink's boots. We took them off. (laughs) Oh, that's an, and he's a small dude too. They might have fit. 
All right, you guys are at the next block, so everybody roll it with any skills or attributes you think would apply, but I think we settled that already. Okay, well, three dice, Dave. Three. Oh. Three. Yes, three. Eight. Eight. Two. Okay, so let's see here. Here's my D66. And that is a 22. Let's see what we got hiding at 22. 22. A large ship passes overhead. Huge. Ten times the size of your ship. It looks like some kind of a warship. Bulky. Menacing. Heavy armor plates. All manner of guns and torpedo tubes, but have covered in various battle damage, including huge holes blasted in the hull. Maybe it's captured military turned pirate. Who knows? But um, it was above you for a moment, and then was gone. Heading back kind of the direction where you guys left your ship sitting. So, absolutely nothing to worry about. Anybody got anything to do or say before we move to the next block? Could I use my investigation to help Bosk figure out his grappling hook? Oh, yeah. Um, if you roll an intelligence, I will give you a hint. Okay. Yeah, if you succeed, of course. Okay. Okay. Fifteen. All right. <laughs> what you notice that Bosk is doing differently than what Mink did is Mink put his arm out with a really strong jab, jolt, like that. Okay. So you would probably suggest to him maybe you should try that. Okay, I'm going to do that, like, really strong, maybe, like, with the flicking kind of motion. Okay, show it to me. Okay, and that hook shoots out... Um, but you're kind of new at this. Uh, it does not attach to the building. It falls down to the ground. And now there's this long cord with this spiky thing on the end of it, <laughs> laying on the ground. So, is there any way that I can bring it back? What would you like to try? Um, is it, so no buttons? Nope. So, like, something to pull or anything? Like I mean, you could, like, by there. hand pull the cord and start stuffing it in the bag if you want. <laughs> Is it, like, a screen on the other side of the bag or something? Nope. Oh, can I have the investigator help me? Um, he could very well be watching what you're doing and maybe take a guess at something. Um, if you want to give me another intelligence check, sure. Okay, mine. Um, okay. In the absence of anything to do, it might occur to you that perhaps there are sensors inside of the gauntlet, and therefore perhaps he should try... Moving his wrist around, or flexing muscles, or... What do you want to try? I'm going to try moving around or flexing muscles. Show me what you would do. I can't see your hand. Show me what you're going to try. There's a specific thing I'm looking for. Just do different things. Flex it. Do different things. Turn your... Oh! Oh! As soon as you made a fist, it came reeling back in. Oh, gosh. 
So obviously these sensors inside, when you make a strong fist, it feels all these muscles tense up and retracts it. Okay? So you're slowly getting it figured out. Should we also look in the briefcase? Shows sure. us not a good place. I wonder. What do you think? Streetwise, maybe you can give us streetwise roll. Well, I mean, there's nothing attacking you or anything. I already said that all, the only thing on this block ship. is that you saw a ship fly overhead. Okay, yeah, let's, let's take. We want to look at it. Okay, so I wish I had a big case to open, but again, it's one of those huge briefcases, and when you open it up, it um, has a large piece of foam inside, like, you know, custom packaging. And in the middle of it is a tiny, tiny little box. big, A little bit bigger than one of these dies. But yes, this huge case has this tiny little box set down into this foam. Is uh, it's Something black. Else. It looks plasticky. Mm, do is there a roll we can make to see if we can figure out know what it is? If you want to look at it and take it, uh, if you want to take it out, you can take a mark for investigation for thinking of looking at it more closely. But we don't need a roll. Okay. Um, when you pull it out, there are six tiny little metal pins that stick out of the bottom of it. So it's like a Little memory pens. thing or something you'd use on a computer. Hmm. Okay, let's just, I think we should just put it back and keep going. Okay, that's fine with me. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to the next uh, block. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody give me that roll. So we're moving on to the next uh, block. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody give me that roll. All right, everybody give me that roll. Okay, eight. Eight. Nine. Nine. What? Eight. <clears throat> eight. All right. Okay, so I roll my d66. And it is 45. Let's see here. Okay. This block only has a couple of buildings still standing. That's going to be eight and three. Okay. So, um, okay, yes. You can put these on eight and three, whomever. So those are the only two buildings that are standing. However, this block has much more junk than most blocks do. Trash piles, large appliances, a car, a large trash dumpster, etc. Hand these to Vlad. Hand these to Eric. You take those. You take these. Everybody gets to add two chess pieces to the board. I don't care where, I don't care if they're next to somebody else's, but we need to fill this block with junk and trash, okay? So put them anywhere you want. Okay, that's all eight. Yes, it is, okay. Um, everyone, okay, now where are you guys? That's where you are? 
Okay, go ahead and move the party down to the halfway mark. If you guys change configuration, that's fine, but you guys are about halfway. Um, take this, and it is going to go right there at G9-ish. Um, Eric, put this one right there. I'm guessing these are people. Take, oops, put this one right there. Yeah. Um, put this one right there. And where's a good mean place for a fifth one? Um, oh, I know. Um, this one needs to go right there. Just past that brown one. All of a sudden, an entire gang suddenly pops out all at once, once you hit the halfway point, and they have improvised clubs. They have table legs, metal pipes. They all rush in at you, yelling and swinging. Now, oh, good cue for the music. Um, I'm just going to trust everybody. Uh, whoever is in reach of a white enemy pawn... They are rushing at you. Two spaces each. Anyone, jump on in. Just move the white pieces two spaces toward you guys. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, fair enough. So, all these guys are running at you, swinging. Oh, who is six? Me. You are six. All right. <clears throat> and who is five? Me. Okay, so it looks like you are within striking distance. So everybody jumped out, went running at you all at once, and these guys are close enough to go ahead and take a swing at Bardak and Baronix. So I am going to roll my attack. Um, you can use combat, but no, just two dice. Uh, you can use combat... Um, you got anything for defense? Do you have combat? I have combat. Okay, you can add your combat. dexterity, too? Mmm, sure. Sure, you can use your dexterity. What does dexterity mean? Uh, how quick you are. Yep, yep. How fast you move around, how agile you are, that sort of thing. Eleven. Okay, uh, 11 and 10, neither one of them were able to hit you. But yes, here they come. I figure you guys could probably act first, considering that the, the you've just been swang at. Whoops. So, can I, can I use... Not yet you can't. They can't. <laughs> so, I'm going to... Swing my big wrench. Um. <laughs> okay, so you're going to swing your big wrench at that guy. All right, what do you... Uh, combat is for defense. That's the way we've typically been playing it. Um, anything else you could add? You got any strength? Maybe some dexterity of your own? No. Okay, so it's bare. Mono. So combat's only defense? That's the way we've been playing it. Because otherwise, I mean, they've got weapon and combat. Gotcha. So I've been using combat for defense. So should all I? Because I was using my combat for shooting. So was I. Um, again, 
Fast and loose with the rules, fine. You guys can okay. use combat for your, your attacks. Okay, ten. Ten? Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, hmm. And, uh, ten versus... Okay, um, and whereabouts were you aiming? Did you just... I fly? wanted to pop him on the head and knock him out. Which angle? From straight down? Straight down. Um, okay, well, I rolled a six and you've got a ten. That's a, an effect of four, which I would say was pretty devastating. So we'll say you got an Alaki shot, knocked that pawn over. He's, uh, he just had his head split open. Yeah, so he's down. So, Baronix, what are you going to do with this guy taking a swing at you? I'm going to try one of my new, new weapons. Oh. Yeah. The sword? Yeah. Okay, so you want to swing your sword at that dude there, huh? Yep. That just tried to uh, take a swing at you. All right, roll it with your with your weapons. Yes, because you're using a weapon. Ooh, nice. Eleven. Eleven, and I rolled an eight. So that's three points of uh, of effect there. And where were you aiming? What were you trying to do? Trying to go for the the stomach. Oh, okay. Well, uh, an effective three on the gut. I would say that that dude doubled over. Remember the guy in the Big Lebowski that gets the, the oh, bowling yeah. ball, <gasps> and he like drops to his knees, and <clears throat> so yeah, you can um, knock him over, mm-hmm. and he ain't dead, but um, he's definitely. No, I won't say wobble in a bit, but uh, he's down on his knees, that's for sure. But no, he ain't dead yet. All right, so all, all of these guys come running out, swinging their improvised weapons and screaming. They're already really deep into an altercation. What are you guys going to do about so, it? So, <coughs> can I move here and maybe use my um, um, grappling hook gun as, like, a weapon, and, like, since it's an arrow-pointed thing. That sounds gruesome. Yeah, that's evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, move, just shoot it. Make the move. Show me where you want to go. And then, okay. And, then, and you want to shoot your grapple gun at that guy. Yeah. All right. Give me a roll and add weapons to it. Are you going to get it unstuck? Ooh. Oh, that's bad. Let's see. Um, plus weapons. That's a. Can I also use one like strength or something? I don't see how strength would apply. Okay, then I have a five. Uh, yeah, I rolled a nine. Um, wow. So hey, that's easy. You're just not good at using this thing yet. I mean, yeah. this is only the second time you've even fired it, <laughs> and um, uh, you rolled what? Five. five. And I'm a nine. That is a four point. De- okay, all right. You have this coming. Um, not only did you miss the guy, but it stabs into the wall on eight, and it's stuck. Oh no! Yep. So it sailed right past him and him and stabbed into the building at eight. And you presumably make a fist, but it doesn't retract. And you could like try yanking on it. Um. Are you? Do you want to try yanking on it? I'll let you add your strength if you want. Sure. And see if you manage to dislodge it. Okay, so give me a strength check then. 
Okay. You manage to successfully yank it out of there. You make a fist. It retracts. That was your turn. Hero. Hero the hero. <laughs> what kind of cover is this? Uh, I don't know. What does everybody think? Um, Who put them there? Eric? I did. I think a car. Or okay. a van, maybe. What? Or a van. We'll say a car. Um, then I'm going to break cover, step, you know, stand up and shoot at that guy. Over the car. Over the car. Okay, and shoot at him with... Oh, you only have auto pistols? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Yes, you can add the con- oh, well, you have a zero. In the I have zero. So, yeah, it's there. So, five. Five. Um. Um. Did you forget your weapon? Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to say you missed. So yeah, you missed. Sorry. That. Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, we need to, let's see, we need to advance the pawns in because while this is going on, they're still running. Um, we will say that that guy here came up two, to right there. We will say that that guy here moved up two and he's gonna take a swing there here in a minute. Ooh. And this guy here, um, he's going to move right there, Bosk, and he's going to try to do something to Bosk. So, one at a time. Um, so let's see. This right here is you, Eric? No. That, okay. Yeah, that's me. That's you. All right, so he comes running up to Baronix, and he is going to swing his, we will say that it is a cane, like a walk-in oh cane that he's going to, uh, as a matter of fact, he comes running up with it in two hands, and better, 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 swing! He's gonna go for your head like that, and you better hope he misses. And by the way, I forgot to mention to everybody, I don't have the endings of any of these planned out. If you wanna try to stab him with your grapple, or if you wanna try to challenge him to a, you know, a battle of wits, um, uh, it's completely up to you guys. I didn't write the ending to any of these battles. I don't know how any of them have. So, I have made my pitif- pitiful roll, oh. 2d6, and add your combat for defending yourself. And dexterity. And dexterity? All right, sure. Combat and dexterity. Okay, 13. Oh my. So, and I rolled a 6, by the way, so that is a difference of 7. So, I tell you, that means you should get a free turn. Uh, he took a swing at you, you... Like that, and when you come back up, what do you do to him? I, I quickly uh, get my short sword. Oh, short sword. I'm going to bring it out, stab him. Stabbing motion. All right, give me a roll with weapons, and sure, go ahead and add your dexterity this time. Okay, two. Six, five, six, eight. Uh, you said combat? Mm-hmm. No, weapons in this yeah, case. Yeah, weapons. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, hang on. I got reminders going off. Um, eleven versus my ten. So, let's see. Um, we will say that you had... You know what? He's dead. 
you disemboweled him. His lower intestines are all over his shoes, and then he falls over, okay? It's probably a bit drastic, but whatevs. Um, so he had an attack of opportunity there. That's right, I still had. I was going after whoever two is, that's Bosk. And um, so that thing went flying past him, and he is shocked and appalled that you even tried that. And he's got a huge ball and claw table leg uh -oh. um, that he is going to try to bring down onto the top of your head. Okay? So I'm going to, I can use dexterity and All right. combat. Uh, no. They can use combat. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes, combat for defense. <laughs> Boy, now even I'm getting confused. Ooh! Yeah, I'm not the energy. So that's 9, 11. Mmm. Oh. We tied. Yikes. So I'm going to call it a success. I'm going to call it a success for him, but I, uh, he, mmm. Yeah, you take a blow to the head. But there's no effect on this. So we will say you're probably just going to have a headache. But since it's a tie, I will give you an attack of opportunity back. What do you want to do? I'm going is, to... Isn't my gun on boss mode? Is your what what? My gun on the blast mode. The burst? Yeah, the burst. Whatever you think. Okay, I'm going I'm to shoot him once with the burst mode. Okay. Um, so roll that with weapons. I'm going to be the only one with bullets after all this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I'm deciding to use I have seven. Like these. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's, uh, the blow on the head disoriented you too bad, and your bullets did not hit him. So can I move, run away now? Um, that was my attack, right? So no, that was only an attack of opportunities. So you do not get to run yet. Um, don't forget to subtract your three bullets. I know what you're up to over there. Um, okay, so I'm going to say that that was my turn, um, because all that guy did was get closer. Who uh, thinks they have an idea of what they'd like to do next? I want to move up here to get a clear shot of this guy. Okay. I want to fire a single bullet at him. With your pistol? Yep. Okay. Um, and you are going to apply combat, mm -hmm. which is it. Okay. It. Oh. I rolled a three, so that is an effect of five. So what part of his body just disappears into a cloud of pink mist? Uh, how about the shoulder of the arm he was carrying his weapon on? Okay, so Wait. we'll say that. So you uh, just you like use? what? What do you use? His auto pistol. Oh. So blammo and sure took off a big chunk of the top of his shoulder. It's really gruesome. There's blood everywhere, and we'll even say that he falters a bit and is down on his knees. By the way, knocking these pawns over from their knees, we're already forgetting that um, that guy right there. Um, is still alive. He's just down on his knees. You could have shot him instead. So is he... Oh, I, I... Tip I, him over? No. Sh and I'm, I'm thinking sure. you should stand the other guy up. This Here. guy? Oh. Yeah. Here. Stick that to the top of his head. Actually, break it into two and stick them on the top of each of their heads. They're on their knees. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take my gun off burst mode and shoot at this guy twice. 
Uh, shoot at the guy in front of you twice. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish this guy. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Didn't it wasn't uh, you got skipped, didn't you? Cause well, he had an attack of opportunity, so did he. Right. So oh. now we're oh, starting yeah. a new round. It was just his turn. I would think it's your turn before his. Yeah. Um. So yes. So right. I'm gonna try to take this guy out all the way. I'm gonna okay. aim oh, the gonna... pistol at his head. And you're a one? Actually, you know what? I'll go for the chest. Okay. And you're a one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fire away. And you have your combat. Okay. He's not in top form, though. Six. Yeah. Six? Um, I'll let you have it. Uh, you aimed for his chest. You put a bullet in it, and he falls over. Somebody just set aside the sticky stuff in case we need it again. And uh, tip it over. There he is. That's yeah, and he, he like dead. tumbled over there by his friend. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whose turn should it be next? We started a new round. That was you. That was you. Both of you had an attack of opportunity. Um, sure, boss. Why not? So I'm going to take my uh, gun off burst mode and shoot at this guy two times. All right. So two bullets at that day. Go for it. Uh, that's where his weapons. Is this, this guy right here? Huh? That's not a guy. That's what building is still standing. Oh. So I have a five. So Do you now? Well, I rolled an eight, but uh, I tell you what, it's getting late. I'd be willing to let you have it. So, fine. Um, what did you do to this guy with your two bullets? I shot him. That much I got. Did you shoot him in yeah, the Yeah, did you maybe shoot him in the, the legs chest? since he didn't roll very well. <laughs> um, maybe the arm, both arms, or like the hand. Well, where were you aiming is the question. Um... Just kind of in his general vicinity. Well, like one his head and the other his hand. So that like a blam, blam. Yeah, like the hand that was holding his. So. All right. Okay. The the shot with the head connected. He's dead. Knock him over. <clears throat> that was easy. Wow. All right. Wow, so that means. <laughs> uh, doesn't that mean Baronix is yep. up? Okay. Go for it. Um, you got that one last guy over there. Yeah. I'll do this one. I will use my pistol and shoot him straight blank in the head. Okay, that's quite a distance, so better hope it works. Give me that roll with your weapons. Um, I think that'll bring us back to Bardak. Okay, is that guy gonna take a turn? Is he gonna run at all? Is That's he... a good point. That's a good point. Well, what what happened to him? He lost his, his. He had a big chunk of his oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, he's on his shoulder. Oh. And he's there on his knees, and he looks around, and he sees all of his friends dead, and he looks over at you because he knows it's your turn. <laughs> um, Weird. And uh, he's like this. And he just looks at you like, spare me. I'll, uh, I'll just knock him out with the wrench. Okay, so you walk over there and say, am I not merciful? And, uh, <laughs> swing the wrench and knock him over and yeah, tip him over there. 
Okay. Tell do I, you. Do tell I take a combat on that? Sure. Yeah. Tell all your friends about me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have a father like this, so. Uh huh. So, um, it is five till five. I think we're just going to leave it there. We will start off on the next block next time. Now, I love dealing with cliffhangers, but I don't have a cliffhanger this time. So, we're going to say that you are maybe a fourth of the way down the fuse. You've still got a long way to go. Okay, um, I wanted to clarify something with everybody. Okay. That, um... Yes, as we've alluded to, I've been working like nonstop on all of this stuff for the better part of a week. And, you know, I mean, if you could see what I'm looking at here, it's just a big table, 46. This block has a couple buildings, eight and three, but more junk than most blocks. It's a whole, you know, section here, and I've got a section like that and, and oftentimes longer for all of these. Well, <sighs> writing this stuff... It's not even like it would make for interesting reading. It's not even like I'm going to publish it as an ebook. The only thing that this stuff that I write gets to do is be brought to life by all of you around the table. If it weren't for you, if it weren't for the players, this would just be pointless writing that nobody would write. So I want all of you to understand that when I say I really appreciate you at the table, it's because you are a big part of this process, and everything I write would be valueless if it weren't for all of you. So I value every single one of you at the table for bringing my writing to life, okay? But yes, we are going to end it there, leave everything exactly the way it is. We're going to end it there, and we will pick it up in two weeks or three weeks or whatever it's going to be.